Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So this country is outraged over Paul Bernardo being moved to a medium security prison. Should we be surprised? I don't think so. Scott Newark, former Alberta Crown Prosecutor, former Vice Chair and Special Counsel for the Ontario Office of Victims of Crime, who testified, as I said earlier, at a parole opportunity hearing that was granted to B.C. child mass murderer Clifford Olson. Scott, should anyone be surprised, even though uh, federal public safety Mendocino professes he is? Well, um, you know, I don't want to be too cynical, but uh, it sure feels like, you know, the old days when essentially their Correctional Service of Canada, is, and it's their responsibility, is doing whatever it can uh, to avoid the public spotlight and to potentially set up something that may support them uh, making a decision that uh, the public would be outraged over, like granting the guy, you know, day parole or escorted temporary absences. Because they're certainly getting them out of the spotlight. And thank goodness for the union, uh, Union of Correctional Officers, releasing the, yes, uh, the information. Because yep. the public should have a right to know. Look, it's a regulated area. The administration of sentences is legitimately up to the Correctional Service of Canada. But when you're dealing of cert- with certain kinds of offenders like this, both our laws and our institutions that administer them need to take that into account. And so I got to tell you, I mean, I, I think I share your, uh, your insight into this. I get a bad feeling about this one. You know, we've had child murderers, convicted child murderers, released in this country. And I've talked to the parents of, these, of the children who were murdered. We also have uh, mass murderers' rights protected. You remember Correctional Service Canada. When, again, a guard called me when, uh, when uh, Bernardo was at Kingston saying that he's getting visits in the conjugal trailer. Yeah, the boom-boom room. That's what that. they called it. So CSC said to me on the air, well, Mr. Bernardo has the same rights as anybody else in our system. Really? Um, it starts to feel, Scott, and I think this is the way a lot of Canadians are going to feel, it starts like the beginning of a step-down program. Well, do you, do you know, I, I agree with you. Um, and do you remember, um, uh, I was coming back from a similar kind of a hearing for uh, serial killer uh, Clifford Olson, who had been transferred, uh, guess where, to a prison in Quebec. Um, he had killed all of those children out in British Columbia. And I was at the uh, parole hearing with the victims' families in support. And as I sat and watched it, it reminded me of something that I'd seen, you know, before in these kinds of cases. He knew he wasn't getting out, but you know what? He was a psychopath, and he enjoyed being able to inflict torment on the victims' families because it made him feel like he was in control. And I remember driving away from there, and you and I spoke on the phone. And I said, like, this, quite apart from the public safety issues involved here, we should not let victims be re-traumatized like this. And yes, it requires judgment. And there, I had made some recommendations. It was uh, included in the package that led to ultimately consecutive uh, parole and eligibility uh, sentences for uh, multiple murderers, which the Supreme Court has now struck down. But we made some tweaks to the sections about you know when the person was eligible for parole to try to reduce the harm done in victims in these relatively rare cases. And that is a point that I know that the uh, 
Gretchen Mahaffey's family's lawyer, uh, Tim Danson, has made before as well, too, that they're, you know, this is not a one-size-fits-all system, and it shouldn't be. And so we should be capable of making those kinds of distinctions. What now? What happens now? Well, that will be good. And i got to tell you something else that I think is so important and is why I'm so glad you're back on the air, my friend. Uh, this is, there has probably never been a, a, a time more important in the last 20 years when the media are covering these kinds of public safety, criminal justice stories, both at the specifics at the case level, but also the larger systemic issues. Because I agree with you. I have a bad feeling that this is a, you know, oh, we've got a master plan in the works here. Yep. We're going to get all this done, and yep. no one's going to be paying much attention to them. And so it's very, very important that this story has received the media attention that it does so that there will be that. And the, you, I totally agree, given the reaction of the minister in response to something like this. It's not the minister's decision to make, but in a case like this, you would think that responsible authorities would let would realize that there would be this public interest and would let the minister know, which they didn't. Let's not forget where Carla Homolka was transferred. Right. It was to Quebec. And remember the stories about the girls' night in that they right. had? They ordered out for pizza. They had big parties at sure. the minimum security institution where they had their own living quarters with keys to get in and out of their living quarters. That's where Carla Molka lived, who was, of course, Bernardo's wife at the time and participated in the abductions and the murders of Kristen and Leslie and her own sister. Where did she end up? Back in the community. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.